0: Yourself is what kind of person are you? Via the kindness, he signs, sees miracles. Swing
1: away, Meryl. Meryl, swing away. Hey, yo, what's going on, friends? Welcome to In Madness Pod. What is this, episode nine? Nine. We are up to episode nine. It's Sean the Butcher. No. I'm here with Vertebrae 33. What's up, buddy?
0: Hey, what's going on? How's everybody doing? How you doing, Sean?
1: I can't believe we're up to episode 9. It's frigging insane. We made Uh, it. I can't wait till we get to 10. 10, we're doing the mega, big, super-duper one. But these have all been mega big super duper are we
0: we're doing a mix for this news to me all right
1: yeah, i'm ready yeah, i mean we do like the 10s and the 20s and the 30s we'll do the big ones i think like the halloweens and the things and the and the killer clowns is and the and the super the blobs and who, knows?
0: who I'm, knows i'm super intimidated to talk about alien the thing oh
1: yeah those are gonna be three part two part four part episodes who the hell knows uh, follow us on the socials at InMadnessPod on everything, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. If you want to email us, we'll read your email on the podcast. We'll shout you out, InMadnessPod at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube. Make sure you check out our InMadnessPod playlist on Spotify. I keep adding music to it that we just bring up on the show usually i'm a big fan of movie samples in songs. so anytime we're talking about a movie and a song sample that i'm going to throw it into that playlist or even just the end of lighthouse you know great song great song
0: and uh i would say also if you can leave us a five-star review on on apple it will move us up their charts so that more people or a four can hear star it.
1: review if we're good enough. No, we want a five or a four
0: point <laughs> eight. I'd settle for a four point eight. Uh you know, and and leave a comment if you want. We got a few more reviews, but uh, you know, love to hear what people think and any input they have, greatly appreciate it. Yeah,
1: we want to hear from you. Any Any movie we're talking about, whether it's this movie, our past movies, if you have a favorite moment, a favorite scene, a favorite song, anything, uh, we're here to nerd out. It's just us nerding out, and we want to nerd out with you. So on the socials at In Pod, I'm going to shut the hell up. We are at episode nine. Vertebrae, would you like to give us our intro as customary every other week,
0: I guess? I do, but this time, actually, one second before yeah. I do.
1: Oh, man. Oh, man. Did he come with props? Is this like Carrot top. Oh, gotta, he
2: did come with crops.
0: <laughs> I got to put my tinfoil hat and on. He's got
1: a tinfoil hat on now. You yep. look like a Hershey Kiss person. Just in,
0: I do. Yeah, just in case. Uh, wow. <laughs> we're, we're talking about signs from nah. 2002. <laughs> Written and directed. I won't leave it on the entire time, I promise. Uh, <laughs> it's my Jiffy Pop look. I can't read uh, your thoughts. Ah, uh, that's see, it worked. It worked. Yeah, it jokes on you because my brain's empty anyway. Yeah, so. it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> written and directed by. Let me straighten my hat. Written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan. We know him from Six Sense and Unbreakable, The Village. Six Sense, I believe, was his first movie. Then Unbreakable, and then this. I'm gonna take this off. My, my head is actually getting warm from. This I was gonna say this
1: probably like it's like probably like standing in front of the microwave or
0: something. Yeah, I, I feel smarter. I'm gonna have a lot of gnarly bits. Um, let's see. <laughs> 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 the uh, the producers are Kathleen Kennedy and Frank Marshall. And if those names are familiar to people out there, Kathleen Kennedy is the current president of Lucasfilm, and Frank Marshall is her husband. And they were also co-founders of Amblin Entertainment with Steven Spielberg and Amblin gave us Gremlin's back to the Future E.T Jurassic Park Goonies so heavy hitters um, the soundtrack James Newton Howard, he started working with M Knight do we what do we got we're going to on the documentary or in the making of they call him Knight. I think that's the cool way to say it.
1: Shyamalan. I've always said Shyamalan. I'm uh, always going to say Shyamalan.
0: I'm going I'm to say Knight. Okay. Because I, they sounded so cool when they said it. Knight.
1: You think that's his real name or you think he, he got that doctored up for Hollywood?
0: Yeah. I, I think he embellished.
1: That's like a superhero name. Yeah.
0: Uh, James Newton Howard's the soundtrack. He did Unbreakable Sixth Sense. He also did soundtracks with uh, Hans Zimmer for Batman. And then in a full circle moment, he did music for Light Magic, which is the Disney Plus series on Industrial Light and Magic, uh, George Lucas's special effects company. And the company that did the special effects on this movie was Industrial Light and Magic, ILM. So we're all the way back around. I did that without tinfoil on my head. All right. The cast, Mel Gibson, Graham Hess, Joaquin Phoenix, Merrill Hess. If you don't know his name, Meryl, you, you didn't watch the movie. Uh We got a Culkin. So we got Rory Culkin, Morgan Hess. Abigail Breslin as Bo Hess. Patricia Kalember as Colleen Hess. Hmm. Cherry Jones as Officer Paskey. M. Knight as Ray Reedy, Ready? Ray Ready Ray Reddy. And the dogs. <laughs> Of
1: course. This podcast, you know, it's a running theme that I didn't even notice until every single episode involves animals.
0: There are dogs. So there's Houdini and e- and, and Isabel, and e- these two dogs are played by three dogs each. So Houdini was played by Josh, Zorro, and Thor. And Isabel was Betty, Zira, and Lacey. So those are your, if you're if is if there's an in madness drinking game when I say the names of you know the real names of dog actors, drink drink up, um, and I'll just quickly get in the influences, then we'll jump in. It certainly has heavy Twilight Zone Spielberg influences. Feel Spielberg kind of all over this movie. Very heavy Hitchcock influences from the opening credits on. You took my lines from me. <laughs> oh, come
2: on. Well, that's not, you know, You're killing it. Go, go, care. go.
0: And then uh night, I'm gonna say night because I sound cool when I say it. Uh mentions night of the living dead, invasion of the body snatchers, and your favorite, the birds.
1: Hey, we'll do the birds eventually, I promise. I just did with the, the birds. I think I just it just doesn't
0: well, maybe maybe once we deep dive into you like it more, but Uh, Also, and then the last one is a huge influence would be War of the Worlds. Mm -hmm. So H.G. Wells story written in 1897. uh, Most people know it from when it was adapted to a radio drama in 1938 um, by Orson Welles. And it caused panic with people who thought it was real. Um, And in that story, the aliens are killed by bacteria that's common to Earth so Um, we take we take hitchcock spielberg war of the worlds roll roll it all up and we get this fantastic movie signs
1: this is just a cliff note for me back when i'm listening we should definitely do uh war of the worlds uh
0: tom cruise
1: uh i'm not 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 the hugest tom cruise guy but war of the worlds i mean tom cruise in an alien movie that shit goes really hard but is there a
0: dog in there
1: um man, knowing the knowing the theme of this damn show. Uh and and I I've been dropping the ball with this. I'm, I I haven't asked you for every episode, uh, do you have the vinyl for this movie Signs?
0: It doesn't exist. It's damn A M U M Night. Ah, uh, it's a fan. It, it exists for Unbreakable and Sixth Sense. It's a fantastic score by James Newton Howard. Um, and it's very throwback y, very old Hollywood feel to it. Um very epic sounding when it first starts with the opening credits um and we'll we'll get into it once we jump into the movie
1: uh i love this movie because it's it's at times incredibly serious and then it'll immediately hit you with something either incredibly scary or even hilarious which is good and then you're like is there gonna be a Shyamalan twist you do you do you not you don't know what to expect, and I love that this movie does a lot with so very little. Yeah, right and
0: cool. I I wonder. I, I never look into sort of what people thought about it or Rotten Tomato scores or any of it. I never do that. I I'd be curious to talk to somebody who didn't like the movie because I I I just think it's a great ride. I think there's, what is there not to like about it? Um, but I, I, he, I would think if you look back, there were some people who were probably like, Oh, there was no twist. Right? If there had to be a criticism because that's what he was known for. <sighs> I would have been so
1: mad if it wasn't aliens. And that's kind of what I expected. Cause uh, I I knew Shyamalan for twists and the movie poster has the crop circle in it and i'm like it's gonna be you're gonna make it think it's aliens and then it's not gonna be alien <laughs> whatever i'm ruining the movie already but that i love Shyamalan. i told you i wanted to do a whole month on Shyamalan, But
0: oh should we say spoiler alert like yeah, had- I me
1: mean, listen mm-hmm. if you're listening to the podcast listen if if you haven't seen a movie we're talking about we're only talking about movies that are the shit so you right. should experience, it's like reading a good book. You want, you want to see a good movie. You get cultured. It's like experiencing another part of the world, you know?
0: And, and you um, know, on that note, we, we don't share in advance. So I saved this for when we were recording. Yes. But um, somebody had made a comment on Instagram to me and said that they loved the show, uh, thought it was really funny, really enjoyed it, and was, were getting a subscription to Shudder so they could watch Color Out of Space and listen to the episodes. So I thought that, that was amazing. Amazing.
1: People, people don't understand the Colorado space. I keep trying to explain to them the importance of the movie and the episode, <laughs> but it's not a big name. It's not a. It's not a Gremlins, and it's not a. It's not a Signs. It's. It's a little more in the background, and I don't think it should be. I think it should be ranked right up there with all the dope
0: ones. Well, we're gonna get. We're gonna get him there.
1: Yeah, 100%. Watch Color Out of Space and listen to our episode of In Madness, Color Out of Space. Okay, so here we go. M. Night Shyamalan signs. Ready? Ready. All right, so we got our amazing opening music. I wrote in my notes, kind of like Psycho, Alfred Hitchcock.
0: Very Hitchcockian. And, and, you know, these opening credits were, they designed them after, the score is composed. The score is composed based off of storyboards, which is amazing. That's the kind of the comfortable relationship that Knight, I'm gonna say it Knight had with this composer. And and he based it off of this, which is absolutely amazing. Great fantastic opening. It's those violins, the
1: <laughs> that building up and then the wah, wah, like the drawn out, like very Hitchcock. Uh, we find we're on a farm. We see a picture of a family and our dad jumps awake in bed. Like he got shocked. We see he's alone in bed. There is a woman in the photo. She is not with him in bed. Yeah. He's in the bathroom brushing his teeth and we hear a horrible scream outside. He's walking around the house wondering what the hell is it? We hear this scream again. And then we get the shot of my favorite character in the movie. Uncle Merle (laughs) uh, jumps out of bed onto the floor so immediately, like you hear screaming, but then again, sometimes it's serious, and then immediately it's funny, like you're laughing at Merle jumping. Right, there. and and
0: you know when when you see Mel Gibson, uh, I should get his proper name right. Graham. I just call him Dad. I'm just going to call Graham him Dad. or yeah. Dad. Yeah. Come out. You see where there was a cross on the wall, and there's it's kind of like the shape is still there where it had been hanging wow. on the wall. I didn't that notice park. that. Um and it just dirty around it and leaves that space for the cross but our our dad graham
1: has a lot of issues yes uh the two men run outside they meet each other and they're like where are the kids and then they hear a scream out in the cornfield the guys run out in the cornfield and they find bo our creepy little
0: adorable girl she is creepy at points and so adorable. Like. Yes.
1: She, yeah, 100%. <laughs> like when they see her, like in the beginning, they run up. They see her in the cornfield. A little girl standing in the middle of a cornfield, immediately scary. Children of the corn has ruined me. Anything in a cornfield is scary. Um, <laughs> they grab her. Where's Morgan? This creepy girl goes, are you in my dream too?
2: <laughs>
1: <sighs> We're not even 60 seconds into this movie and she's freaking me out. In the middle of our dad Graham saying it's not a dream, we hear another scream, and it's Morgan. Run up to Morgan, and he says he heard the dog barking, he woke up the kids, and he's like, "Are you hurt?" And now creepy Morgan—they're both creepy. Both these kids are just too creepy for their own. To get out of the sticks, get out of there. <laughs> it's all that
0: playing around in the cornfield.
1: Yeah, it's like the Colorado space kids. They're out in the sticks, and they're just weirdos. <laughs> Morgan goes, in their
0: defense, they've had a rough six months.
1: Yes. Yes. 100%. But they had to be weird before that, I'm sure. Morgan goes, I think God did it. And our dad goes, did what? And then Morgan grabs him by his chin, turns his face, and in amazement, dad walks through the corn and steps out, and he's walking, walking, you just see his feet, and it goes from corn, 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 to flat. Yeah. Uh, He steps on, we go and get this aerial shot, it's circles, it's lines, it's a big-ass crop circle in the middle of their cornfield.
0: And and so this movie was filmed at an agricult- agricultural college and they grew a lot of the corn for this movie. So it had to be filmed at a certain time and they built a house, they built a farmhouse from scratch. So it's absolutely amazing practical effects. and And the amazing thing is we jump ahead, but... This crop circle and the other ones we see on a television later on—they made all of those That's and cool. then filmed it. There was That's that cool. wasn't found footage. They made these crop circles and then and then filmed it. Amazing, especially the other ones because you only see them for a split second. But, um, go ahead.
1: I have been obsessed with aliens the entirety of my life. Scared, 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 shitless from aliens. I would be obsessed with aliens, have my mom take me to Barnes and Noble. I would buy alien books. I was a young Morgan, 100%. I was a young Morgan. Uh, and I would buy these books and I would keep them on my shelf. And I would be in bed and I would be awake. And my mom would come in and be like, why are you awake? And I would make her turn. The book. The alien book had an alien face on it. And it would be staring at me and I couldn't go to sleep. Aliens have always scared the crap out of me. In my notes here, have have you ever watched the show Signs? Because I know you were alive when it was on TV. No. It was from the 90s, uh, from the '90s, it was on Channel Five, and they covered everything. It was like kind of like unsolved mysteries, but like,, okay. it covered aliens and ghosts and, and paranormal and all this stuff. And the intro for the show' signs is it's like 30 seconds, and there's always like crop circles, and then an alien face pops up. <laughs> and I remember having sleepovers as a kid, and we'd sit there we would watch signs, and the second the alien face would pop up, we'd all go freaking out, uh, so scary. Um, so that's signs. If you haven't look up, look up signs. And that is
0: that you think that's where he got the name? Yeah,
1: nah. But but there's anyone listening to In Madness should definitely check out old All right, I'll check it school, out. Yeah, old school episodes of the show Signs. Hi, sorry, it's Sean. I don't mean to interrupt the listening experience, but I just realized editing this in post production that the entire time I was saying the show is Signs. Signs is the movie we're talking about. The show I was talking about was actually called sightings if you ever saw sightings that show used to scare the crap out of me i got confused i'm an idiot i apologize back to the show
0: but you know sean that the aliens are here and they're been arriving kind of on a weekly basis now so
1: Mm. yes yeah what in in in, in this movie or in real life
0: in real life yeah are you more afraid of we're, we're off on a tangent let's go are you more afraid of aliens from outer space mm. or artificial intelligence
1: oh jesus christ here we go yeah yeah um yeah we just did a whole ah, mm, aliens but realistically artificial intelligence because it's here because it's here
0: well they're here too i
1: think i mean i guess but not the, i mean i mean we don't know we're not using artif we're not using aliens at my job yet but we're definitely using artificial intelligence.
0: Oh yeah. Should we should we spend 5 minutes where I can just scream about AI art? I will I will say this one statement about it and this will be recorded and it forever be out as a podcast but I tweeted it the other day your AI art is not art. End of yes. story.
1: A lot of problems with like
0: plagiarism I'm hearing about lately. Well, that's where they get it from. They scan the images and they take it. So if if I have copyright to the art I created, they're not paying for usage. Um, so the whole system is, you know, they're, they're going to go, they'll go down. There's already lawsuits and st-
1: about that. So I've recently heard an artificial intelligence radio DJ.
0: Yes, I heard about that.
1: I thought it was going to sound like a robot and it doesn't it sounds like a goddamn person and it's incredibly scary and incredibly uncomfortable. And it reminded me Simpsons did it. Uh, Back in the day, Simpsons had an episode where Bart wins an elephant and the DJs don't give him the elephant and he gets in trouble. We're so off on a tangent. This will take two seconds, I promise. The (laughs) DJs won't give him the elephant and then the CEO calls them in and she's like, that's the DJ 3000. It has 200 program things and and all the chatter that you could handle. And she hits the thing on and it's like, that was the caller from hell. Hot dog, we have a wiener. And the guy's like, wow, that thing's really good. And his other host goes don't praise the machine and <laughs> back in like 1990
2: yeah
1: uh, so yeah we're 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 living it and it's scary yeah i mean no i mean
0: i can tell you right now though there is no artificial intelligence dj that beats sean the butcher hey can all go to hell. No, no no
1: artificial good. intelligence can be this stupid hey humans are fun the artificial intelligence still needs the humans to program it. Once that ends, then it's Skynet, and we're all screwed. But that's going to happen way before aliens. I just want to
0: find. I want to find the cord that they're plugged into. Remember for me, it's, it's that's why we
1: have to do Lucy. We have to do Lucy. I keep bringing it up. Uh, okay. Maybe within the next couple of episodes, because that that focuses around all this shit, all of this shit. Uh, but let's get back to it. Signs. Let's get back to it. Shyamalan. Uh, Night uh the camera phases, so we, we got the aerial shot we see the we see the crop circle we think we have aliens but it is Shyamalan so maybe it's not aliens who knows mm-hmm. uh, the camera phase the black we find out we're in Bucks County Pennsylvania dad is on the phone with somebody I don't know who's on the phone with him he's like I don't care if it was him just have a word with them it was weird finding
0: the crops that way the kids and that's were- the sh- he's on the phone with the officer who shows up at the house
1: well, I thought that too, but it's the same. Is it this, isn't it the same scene? Cause he hangs up the phone and walks away and she's already there. And he says, I called you hours ago. Oh, so I think yeah. it was somebody else. I don't know. Cause I, I thought that too. I'm like, he calls the cops and then shows, but it's not, I think, cause it's the same shot. It's, I, I don't think there's a cut, but either that's way. Twist. Hey, that's yeah, the twist. That's we twist. found the twist. <laughs> He's like, the kids were confused. Uh, it was a strange way to find the crops. Uh, was it lionel pritchard and the wolf wolfington brothers just messing around lionel pritchard and the wolfington brothers have a bad rap in this movie they do uh he hangs up he walks in the kitchen uh and there's our creepy kids our creepy yet adorable kids with the dog um houdini uh there's a puddle of piss on the ground morgan's like he peed she might uh she peed she might be sick dad says get her outside he takes the paper towel he gobs up all this piss he's walking like the piss is like leaking off the paper towel he's, he's walking through the kitchen it's gross Um, and then he walks into our lady cop I'm sorry I don't have our lady cop's name know. what's her name
0: yeah that's officer Paskey
1: officer Paskey I'm gonna write that down or just
0: what? officer she's the only, Yeah, officer I just, I just have
1: her written as lady cop in my notes it's very rude of me uh, she's standing in the house and dad's mad because he says he called the police hours ago uh, she's like old Miss Kendleman Got mad at all these skateboarders and went down to the store and started <laughs> spitting on the skateboards. She sprayed the whole damn place. What what's up your th- with your crops?
0: Way pr- way pre COVID. Spitting
1: on yeah. skateboards. Spitting all over everything. Old lady. Uh, Morgan's outside. He's cooking chicken on the barbecue. Bo's drinking a glass of water. Hands it off to Morgan and says, it's contaminated. He drinks it, but she's supposed to give it to the dog. She's like, it tastes funny.
2: Hmm.
0: Hmm.
1: (laughs) Funny water. Does this remind you of anything?
0: Water, water, water. Color Out of
1: Space. Check out episode five in Madness and then watch Color Out of Space. Morgan says it's fine. The dog licks his butt all day. I don't think he's going to mind the water. She pours the water in his bowl. (sighs) She pushes it to his face and the dog starts snarling at the water at Bo. What's he snarling at? I think he's snarling at a little bit of both. I think he knows the water is like, I think there is something in the water.
0: Uh, I think, I think there's an alien behind them. Mm, And mm. we can't see it because they can camouflage themselves. And this is your
1: fear. Daytime.
0: Daytime. We're daytime. Daytime strike. Daytime horror.
1: Uh, we cut to our dad and Officer Paskey in the cornfield, wondering how can this happen? What kind of machine can bend a cornstalk without breaking it? Hmm. She keeps calling him father, like he's a reverend. Uh, can't be done by hand. It's too perfect. It doesn't, doesn't sound like Lionel Pritchard and the Wolfington brothers. They can't take a piss without wetting the front of their pants. <laughs> Poor Lionel Pritchard and the Wolfington brothers. (laughs) And we never see the Wolfington brothers. We only see Lionel Pritchard ever. Yeah, we see Lionel. And I got a I got a gnarly bit on him. We'll get to that. Uh
0: well, maybe we have the same one.
1: Oh, probably. Yeah. Uh she said uh she was at another man's farm recently because the farmer said the animals were acting funny. They were acting violent. Mm. And Graham, our dad, asked if it's a virus. She's like, they were acting violent as if a predator was around. Like we just saw the dog doing. So, damn, you're right. Like, maybe there was one right behind them.
0: The kids and the animals always know first. Always know
1: first. She tells Graham, uh, the animals have been peeing themselves. And then our dad is like, oh, this just happened minutes ago. He gets up. He slowly walks away. And he's like, stop calling me father.
2: He's
1: (laughs) bugged out because he doesn't hear his children. They come running out of the cornfield, and Morgan is on the ground with the dog. The dog is now dead. This goddamn podcast and dead animals. Morgan stuck the barbecue fork in the dog, it says he fell on me. He wanted to kill Bo.
0: Crazy. We're 10 minutes into this movie, and we have a dead dog killed by a little kid.
1: Crop circles, dead dogs. Just- and then you. Uses his inhaler because he's just had a hell of a couple of minutes.
0: And and we'll say this. We said this on other movies we did, but everything matters in this movie. There's every bit of each scene plays out later on. The signs yes. are everywhere. Oh, he's a professional. Look at him.
1: Uh, we get the cool, long, scary shot of the house. Evil dead meet with houses, whatever. Uh, we get the shot of the cornfield. Okay, we hear a cricket chirping. Okay, mm-hmm. and then it just shuts up. Yeah, of like course. it, like it knows. Like, oh, like I better not say a word. Or
0: it was th- stepped on by the alien in the cornfield.
1: Yeah, uh, but in our in, that that could be another thing. But in the, in my in our vein of like the animals and the kids always know. Like, why went the insects too? You know,
0: that's true. Let's give some love to the insects. Yeah, don't hate on the insects.
1: Don't hate all the insects. Uh, Dad wakes up again in shock in bed. And there's Bo. Creepy as hell. Mm. What's the matter? There's a monster outside my room. Can I have a glass of water?
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's a typical kid non sequitur right there. Just, so um, cute. Just I want water. and
1: So scary. So funny. What's wrong with the water next to your bed? It tastes old. Uh, So the kids know, the animals know, always. He walks her to her bed, he asks what she's thinking about. Why do you talk to mom when you're by yourself? Ugh, yeah. Makes me feel better. Does she ever answer back? No. She never answers me either. Ugh, yeah. Kill me. Like, why, M. Night? Why? So sad, so vulnerable, so choked up.
0: But all because of this, all of these signs matter.
1: And then my man Shyamalan does what he does so many times in this movie. He has you riding this wave going straight down the emotional roller coaster. (laughs) While this is happening, dad looks out the window and boom, there is a silhouette standing outside on the roof on the looking into the goddamn window and you just. You you're made vulnerable, and then you're immediately scared the crap out of.
0: So good, so good. What do you think he thought? Do you think he thought that was like
1: Lionel, Lionel Pritchard and the Wolfington brothers? That's yeah. he goes runs runs right down to Merrill and says, "They're back."
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're they, so they're... stupid. <laughs>
1: yeah, and and then we get the battle sequence. Merrill, he's ready to kick ass. He's like, he's like, I just AJ. wonder. I, yeah. I just
0: wonder. Like I said that and yes, he comes out and, and, and says that to him, but there, there's also a point that a lot of weird things have just happened. So I, I wonder, he says that out loud, you know, it's them and, but I I don't know. I wonder if his heart of hearts, he's kind of like, I don't know, we got this crop circle and now we got, but maybe he, he doesn't want to believe that at this moment.
2: yeah yeah
1: Yeah, that's that's a good point as well uh meryl's ready to kick ass but dad wants to be peaceful meryl devises a great plan uh run around opposite sides of the house screaming like maniacs we're gonna make them crap their pants Mm.
2: uh
1: act crazy Uh, and our dad's like (laughs) explain act crazy you know curse and stuff uh i don't curse yeah but you don't mean it it's yeah. just for show. It won't, it won't be convincing. It doesn't sound natural when I curse, our dad says.
0: This feels very Spielberg, this part. very Yeah, goofy yeah. just this
1: pointless just argument. Beautiful. Make yeah. noises. Explain noises. Like, it's very humorous. You get, you get this heartbreaking moment. Then you get this jump scare. Then you get them prepping. All within the span of, like, 60 seconds. And it's, like, mm. so many different emotions. It's so funny. Uh, so Meryl's like, are you going to do this or what? And our dad's like, no. They're just arguing about going outside. And then, boom, a light flicks on outside. And that's Mm. it. Now it's time to stop talking. And they run outside. Dad's screaming, I'm insane with anger. (laughs) So, so ham. Just uh, so funny. Murrow's like, we're going to beat your ass, bitch. We see a trash can roll over. Now, I have my notes here. I haven't seen E.T. in frigging... 25 years probably more Mm -hmm. but isn't there like a trash can rolling doesn't doesn't et knock over a trash can yeah yep Um, you think that was a nod to that
0: i I would think so i would Um, think so i was a huge spielberg fan and
1: there's there's i have more references to that as well throughout
0: oh yeah i you know it's funny i didn't i didn't go that way with it because there was just all this other stuff it's only one other thing and it's it's right here
1: too uh but dad sees a silhouette in the Mm -hmm. light and screams it's time for an ass whooping (laughs) but the boys meet in the front of the house and there's nobody there uh dad's like i cursed and Meryl goes i heard
0: (laughs) yeah yeah he's unimpressed (laughs)
1: Uh, uh and then we hear a noise on the roof and the boys look up and they're stunned how did he get up there we hear running around but it's not normal running around it's like Claws scratching and scraping. Yeah, it's
0: more like scampering, kind of.
1: Merrill asks, "Are you sure it's Lionel Pritchard?" We hear it jump. It clears where they're standing. It hits the swings. It scurries into the cornfield before anyone can see what
0: it is. This yeah, is no my way. Other... We meet Lionel later. No way Lionel could pull that off.
1: Ah, I love Lionel. <laughs> um, I my other ET note here was an ET like in a cornfield as well. I remember, I, it, I think when little Elliot shined the light on him, like, isn't E.T., like, isn't that in a corner field, too?
0: I think we got to do E.T., Sean.
1: Yeah, um, Yeah, uh, I can't handle that. I can't be crying as a grown man at 40 years old on YouTube at, at E.T. It's oh, going to be so on. embarrassing. It's going to be so be. embarrassing. Can we wait for that one, at least? Jesus. Maybe, like,
0: it'll be, we'll do a title, like, a very special episode. Yeah, yeah, that. bring your Run tissues. Through.
1: God yeah, damn it. Uh, the next day, the cops back at the house, Officer Paskey. Uh, Morgan's playing with the radio. She's like, you have a baby monitor. You could use it as a walkie talkie, but it only works one way. Uh, Bo's in the living room watching Dexter's Laboratory. Love that show.
0: Yeah. Did you notice? So Dexter, uh, uh, you know, it's on the TV. He hits in this scene. They show he hits a monster with a stick kind of over and over again. And then it's dunked headfirst into water.
2: Oh, no way.
0: <laughs> really?
1: <Yeah>. Gnarly bits. <laughs> cool. That's awesome. Shout out to Dexter's Laboratory, Cartoon Network. Uh, Dad, get, Dad gets mad at her because she's got three glasses of water stacked on the TV. He's like, take a glass, drink it, finish it. What's wrong with these? It's got dust in it. There's a hair in it. Morgan took a sip and it has his amoebas in it. <laughs> she is adorable. Yeah. Uh, the cops talking to Meryl. Uh, you know, you move in with move, you, moving in with your brother after, you know, was a nice thing to do. Uh, our dad goes to walk back into the room they're in and he finds more half drank glasses of water all over the house. Hmm. There are signs everywhere. Everywhere. Dad's super annoyed. He just leaves him. He just leaves him. He's like, enough. Enough with these glasses of water. Uh, And then then we're laughing again. The cop's talking to Meryl and and Graham. She's like, okay, recall your experience. It was very dark. He was tall, (laughs) probably. She's like, it might be a woman. I don't think so. He jumped on our roof. It's (laughs) 10 feet high. I've seen Scandinavian women in the Olympics who can do high jumps too. <laughs> Merrill has had it. Excluding the fact that there might be a Scandinavian Olympian running around our house, what other possibility might there be? She's like, I don't appreciate your sarcasm. Uh, <laughs> do you have beef with any other family? Anybody holding a grudge? A church member who might not have liked the fact that you left the church.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now we get into our dad's issues i mean we were getting into him the whole time she's calling him father he doesn't want to hear it we get another hilarious scene later on with the same thing uh Merrill apologizes he said he was out of line with the comment but he was running as fast as he could and the person outside was just toying with them bo walks in to let them know that the same show is on every station here we everyone, go everyone looks up here we go super intrigued They gather around the TV, and there it is, breaking news, Bangalore, India, crop circles. Turns out there are crop circles all over India, experts saying either it's one of the most elaborate hoaxes ever, or it's real. Um... Speaking of which, you saw the—I mean, you saw the UFO footage that the military released, right? That yeah, a terrible yeah.
0: video. Yeah, they're coming for you, Sean. So
1: they're here. They're, they're like, here. here. What do you do? What do you do if you wake up and there's like aliens out there? Well, what if what if they beat AI and and now the aliens are here and they beat Skynet?
0: Like, well, let let's we'll we'll get into it later, but okay. let's hope those aliens are as unintelligent as these aliens, and then I mean, we. We got an easy win ahead of us. Yeah. Life. The planet's what 85% water? Ah, uh, I think it is it I have like set it's 71. Oh, it I don't 85? know. I'm
1: damned if I know. I'm making I'm pulling numbers out of my ass.
0: See, I was trying to save that till later on. Oh, no, that's funny. Show. No,
1: we're getting no, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> uh Morgan takes a hit off his inhaler. Extraterrestrials. Hmm. That's my man. Uh the cop doesn't know what's up. She leaves the house. Uh She did research that two or three guys can make those crop circles overnight using boards and ropes. Easy. Mm -hmm. Uh, But how can so many people be in on it now that they're popping up all over the place? Uh, She tells dad, everyone needs to get their mind off this. You've been through a lot lately. Uh, Take the kids to town. The cop leaves and we hear news reports that 18 crop circles have been found in India in the last 72 hours. Uh, and that's what I love about this movie. Cause we're hyper focused on this family Yes, and we don't need independence for independence. Day. you know, fights with the, the military and, and the aliens, like it accomplishes so much hyper focusing on this family. And then we see the rest of the world is affected just through this box, this television that they're,
0: and, you know, and I will say for me, having, I hadn't seen it in a while. And then I watched it a few times. For the show And post-pandemic It has those Vibes to it as well We're a part of something but we're alone Just with our family, everybody's hunkered Down, everyone's watching The news, they're not sure what to do They're, they're microwaving Their mail or doing what, whatever They need to do to survive Or think that they're doing What they need to do And, and I looked at this movie different because the first time we saw this movie, we saw it post 9-11. And now, and, and then this is post-pandemic, and it gives you a different wrinkle to this film when you watch it. Uh,
1: we cut to the dad taking the family to town. Morgan asked Merrill, please turn on the radio. The second he does, the signs are intended to be seen from the sky.
2: <laughs>
1: dad signs. turns off the radio. Signs, signs. He's like, no radio, just for now. They get to town. Everyone goes their separate ways. Morgan goes right to the bookstore. And again, we're laughing our ass off. There is this dude watching television. And he's like, this is all fooey. We, we learned that there's crop circles in England. Mm-hmm. and The guy's watching the TV. It's a crock. They're just selling sodas. I've been watching since this morning. I've seen 12 soda commercials. 12. <laughs> so funny. He asked for a book on extraterrestrials. They think they have one by accident because it came in with the shipment that they keep for city folk.
0: (laughs) So funny. Uh, and, And this part, they break the characters apart. And we get, this is where we kind of flesh them out and their backstories and get to know them a little more individually. And then we bring them back together and end up back on the farm.
1: And all of it hilarious. Like, every step from here down is like, I have laughs all over the place. Uh, Dad's at the general store getting Morgan's inhaler. A voice on the radio says, "Uh, it's just copycats doing this. Uh, Everyone's on the verge of mass hysteria. And the pharmacy girl is like, she keeps calling Graham father. He's super annoyed. Yeah, It's not father anymore. You know that. She walks up and she's like, father can i clear my conscience and he looks so annoyed he just wants to pay and leave he's like i haven't been a reverence for i haven't been a reverend for six months uh she's freaking out because all the stuff on tv people talking about the end of the world she's scared she wants to clear her conscience and now this poor bastard is stuck there listening to her
0: and i wonder how many times has he gone through this in the past? Because he's on, when he was a reverend, he's, you're on 24-7. So you go into town, get some supplies, and, hey, can I talk to you about this? I need your advice about that. I think it's ha- it probably happened to him a lot. And they might be used to it. Like, oh, he's okay to talk to about it. But he wants no part of it. No. He looks
1: so annoyed, and it's just funny because you know you're just like, oh, this poor bastard, and it gets
0: funnier. And uh, this is very eighties. This girl, this pharmacy. Oh yeah,
1: it's like it's like Genevieve's or what yeah. you Kroger's or whatever back in the day or Safeway, whatever you said in our bar- barbarian episode. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Um. Okay. Now here's a part I've been really wanting again to. Get into. Merrill is standing in the army recruitment shop. Uh. Recruiter says he's been told strange people have been around the last couple of nights. Mm -hmm. Can't tell what they look like because they stay in the shadows. Covert like. Merrill's a little interested, but skeptical. And the recruiter goes, it's called probing. It's a military procedure. They Mm -hmm. send out a recon crew, small crew to check things out, not to engage, but to evaluate the situation, the danger to make sure things are all clear for the rest of them. Meryl's like, yeah, sure. Uh, But this is indeed our story as it's happening. This Mm -hmm. guy is basically laying it out for you. Meryl asked for a pamphlet, and the recruiter's like, shit, you're Meryl Hess. I know you. (laughs) I was was there the day you hit the 507-footer over the wall and set that record. It's still the record, right? And Meryl's like, yeah, I got the bat on the wall at home. Sign. There are signs everywhere. Meryl says he's got five home run records. <laughs> recruiter asks, why aren't you in the pros making stacks of cash, getting your toes licked by beautiful women?
0: <laughs> yeah. So random.
1: What so, a line.
0: So, so comfortable, so fast, so random. And he's uh, the recruiter. <clears throat> he's He's got a mug and I'm like, you know me, I got to look. I'm looking. There's writing on the mug. I got to figure out what this is. I'm pausing the movie and figured out that it's a synopsis of the Battle of Iwo, Iwo Jima, 1945, World War II's bloodiest battle, and the, the Marines and the Navy uh, took over this island, and they wanted it as a staging area for planes and equipment, etc. Uh, so I, I think, I wonder if the aliens that are arriving here were just going to use earth as a staging area to go somewhere else and that's why they picked a place that's not so comfortable for them maybe maybe there's a little theory just threw that out there
1: maybe it's like prometheus they built it here it got out the end
0: yeah this guy's classic 80s military guy
1: oh yeah he's got that as hank hill would say a haircut you could set your watch to yeah <laughs> Um okay. So then out of nowhere in the background comes my man Lionel Pritchard.
0: Was he there the whole time?
1: Uh he's I mean he's he in goes, the middle
0: of filling out a form.
1: He goes, he's also got another record he doesn't want anyone to know about. His strikeout record. Mm-hmm. Merrill turns around annoyed and goes, "Hello Lionel. And this is Lionel Pritchard, who they suspect has been screwing with them the whole time." Now I'm going off into my sidebar. This is my gnarly bit. Lionel oh, Pritchard. I'm excited. Uh Lionel Pritchard, I don't damn, did I get his real name? Oh no. Oh, Christ, I didn't get his oh wait. Michael Showalter. Okay. Michael Showalter was on one of my favorite shows ever on MTV called oh, yes. State. Yes. It was a sketch comedy show like SNL.
0: He was Doug. What did he play was, Doug?
1: Doug, I'm at it. I'm at it. He ear. Amazing. Golden. Golden. And the dude, the people from the state went on to do Reno 911. Uh, Basically, every single comedy movie that's been written. Like, the, the state had a cast of like 15, 20, however many people. And all the people who were on that show are writers behind all of like every comedy that's been released in the last like 20 years. It's insane. I didn't, I don't, I don't know it until I see behind the scenes thing. And I'm like, Oh, that's a dude from the state. Oh, that's another dude from the state. Yeah. Like they're just involved in everything. Um, So, I mean, we've been talking about a Patreon and uh, I love comedy almost. Okay. I love horror. So maybe we do like a comedy thing like a separate in madness thing like in laughness or whatever in laughness, I, I don't know uh but i just little comedy i mean the simpsons or or the the critic or or the state or just little stupid just little weird things i just just something different just something
0: well different. maybe th- if people are into it drop yeah. us a line send us an email in and man let us, pod us know, at in know. madness pod
1: yeah Um, all the socials and 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 subscribe to the youtube
0: as well i thought uh i thought your gnarly bit was going to be his t-shirt i didn't even what was his t-shirt it's uh it looks like it's an electric frankenstein shirt which is like a punk rock band from new jersey okay yeah
1: that's cool Um, yeah Yeah, no michael showalter the dude is a legend um so it's him and i I, even what i remember seeing this in in theaters i was like oh my god it's the state
0: somebody reach out to michael showalter and tell him we want him to come on the show and talk to us about comedy
1: hell yes i'll (laughs) i'll tweet him when we put out this episode uh yeah absolutely i'm gonna put up a picture of lionel pritchard sitting there signing the paper (laughs) um so i guess he's sitting there signing papers to enlist in the army probably because he's just like always in trouble around town and his dad's like You're going to the Army. Uh, He's talking smack about Merle. He's a screw-up. He'd swing that bat as hard as he could no matter what the coaches told him. Looked like he was chopping down a tree. Mm. He has more strikeouts than any two players. And then all of a sudden the recruiter who thought Merle should be getting his toes licked is not really so impressed. Do you really have the strikeout record? Mm. Merle goes, felt wrong not to swing. Yeah. Sign,
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: He struts on over to Lionel, and he like fake flinches on him, and Lionel basically jumps out of his chair, and he's just like,
2: "Yeah,
0: Lionel's the classic school bully." And after he's done bullying kids, probably life didn't work out so well for him,
1: except for being on the state.
0: Yeah, well, show Walter, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just. We have a show Walter moment on every episode until he comes on.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're gonna harass him. <laughs> uh, we cut to the kids at the bookstore. Morgan's reading an ET book, extraterrestrial book. Bo has two glasses of water in front of her, telling the lady who owns the place it's contaminated. Yeah, how can you not think color out of space? Was that where you thinking that like like poison water?
0: Yeah, now because we just just talked about it. So absolutely, I, I you know, yeah, water all over the
1: place. Morgan tells the lady, there's nothing wrong with your water. Water. Morgan has done this her whole life. It's like a tick. And then we hear a guy scream in the background. He goes, 13! It's the 13th soda commercial. And then the camera just pans in and shows, like, the commercial. It's like a Mentos commercial, but for soda. Yeah. Uh, so funny. Just the range of emotions going through. So Morgan buys the book. And we cut to the dad back at the general store who's still listening to this girl. Complain about saying the F word and bastard and douchebag. And she's just going on and on. And I love it. And you're like, and then all of a sudden this little dude from the back of our dad, like just peeks over his shoulder. Yeah. Like, is this almost this- done? Like, he's been standing there for 15, 20 minutes. I
0: up my prescription.
1: (laughs) So funny. I love the way this movie bounces around with emotion. So we cut to our family at the pizza place, and our dad sits down and goes, I never want you to hang out with that girl at the pharmacy, ever. (laughs) So funny. Uh, Then things get a little deeper. Again, freaking Shyamalan. Here he comes. Yeah. Dad looks out the window and sees this man. It's not just any man. It's Shyamalan, who always makes cameos in all of his movies. He's the man, just not in this movie. Um, The kids see him and ask, is that him? Mm -hmm. Romero goes, yeah. And he catches a glimpse at our dad sitting in the pizza place and, you know, Worley gets in his car and drives away. Something's going on with these two, and we don't know what. And poor Bo goes, who is it? Ugh. She doesn't know, she has no no idea, so sad.
0: And twice in this movie does he get in his car and speed away. I think that's just how he drives. Maybe he just takes that's what got him into
1: trouble in the first place. (laughs) Yeah, yep. Uh, they pull up back to the house, and the baby monitor starts going off. Mm -hmm. And he tells the fam he's going to use the walkie talkie if he hears something. You might, what, what if it's, what if it's the signal? What if it's a signal from the ship? And dad is trying to convince him it's not. And Meryl's like, listen, it's just a bunch of nerds who never had a girlfriend in their life. And they're like 30 and they work up these codes together. They analyze Greek mythology. They make up these secret societies. And then other guys who never had girlfriends could join in and they do this stupid crap and makes them feel special. They were doing it 25 years ago and they're doing it again. And the whole time, Dad's looking at Meryl like, "What are you saying?" But then when he wraps up, he's like, "Okay." He gives him a nod of approval, like, "Sure, that's that's fine." Anything to make them believe it's not aliens. I
0: I was waiting for him to be like, and then they make a podcast about horror and sci-fi movies they like, and they buy (laughs) toys. Even though they're grown adults, it was getting like really pointed. Hey, wait a minute,
2: wait
1: a minute. I know these guys. Uh, Morgan turns up the volume on the walkie-talkie and hears something and says it's a code so dad takes the walkie-talkie and we as the audience can hear this clicking in the monitor uh, and it seems like they hear it too but they don't understand what they hear or they don't want to hear what they're hearing uh, dad wants to turn it off but Morgan's like you'll lose the signal and Merrill goes this is exactly what the nerds want and <laughs> you know, watch how quick this bastard changes Dad gets out of the car, and the baby monitor starts screaming. We hear Mm. a signal clearly. Morgan's like, nobody move! Uh, You can hear these noises coming out of the monitor. Voices, you hear that? Not English, though. Creepy. Dad's like, yeah, it's probably just picking up another baby monitor. But him and Meryl look at each other like, what is going on? Meryl's like, give me the monitor. And then when our dad does... They, their hands link and the signal is clear as day and Morgan's like stop and we hear clicking and noises and talking and Dad's just standing there like see this is why we're not watching television we're gonna get obsessed yeah and the kids are like no and then Merrill our non-believer goes you're gonna lose the signal
2: <laughs>
1: two minutes ago it was nerds now he is a believer the dad looks at him like, what? They all jump on top of the car. Morgan's holding up the monitor as high as he can. Uh, the whole family links together. And now the signal is crystal clear. Morgan's like, you can hear two of them talking. We hear all this clicking and warping noises from the monitor. It's super creepy like insects.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and then the signal just cuts out. <laughs> creepy as hell.
0: What Did you think the point was with how it got clear when they were all touching the monitor? It seemed like it was clear when more than one person was touching that monitor, what yeah, you think about that
1: I don't know that's like maybe it's more signs, yeah, maybe a sign that I didn't get that one,
0: you know, but that they need to come together as a family to solve this maybe
1: that's a, that's a, that's another deeper, deeper look at it. I didn't even think about. Uh, and they do, they yeah. do. Uh, we cut to nighttime. Dad brings in uh, the second dog. Dad brings out the second dog some food, and the dog mm-hmm. is losing his mind, barking, barking, barking into the cornfield. But like, not like it's deep in the cornfield; like it's right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the cornfield's blowing, so like you can't tell if something's there, but you hear a, like this clicking. Yeah, the there's predators shirt. out there. <laughs> They can see the heat vision. Uh, The dog is freaking out, and then it jumps at Dad, ready to, like, kill him. And he's like, you're going to feel silly when this all turns out to be make-believe. He grabs a flashlight. He goes into the cornfield. It is so scary, so tense. And he hears the clicking (sniffs) go right by him. Uh, He turns. He walks. He's standing inside the crop circle, screaming, you're wasting your time. I'm not going to report this. You're not going to get famous. He walks in his house and he stops. He goes to walk to the house and he stops. He hears something. And this thing, whatever it is, sounds like it comes right up next to his ear. Mm -hmm. So he drops his light. The light goes out like barbarian at the worst time ever. (laughs) <laughs> he turns the light back on and sees a leg, a very non human leg slip back into the
0: crops. All right. And and a couple of things right before he sees the leg, there's a flash in the sky. If you pause it, I've taken a picture of it. I'll put it online. but there's a little light flash in the sky right before he sees. the
1: leg. Really?
0: Yeah. And then the other thing, which is funny is on the making of doc, they show how they filmed this scene. And that part was just like this prop leg. And if you pause it, you can see the top part of the prop leg. <laughs> like it's just a leg that's there, not connected to anything. And then when it turns, it looks different. But at that point, if you pause it, and I only saw that because I thought I saw something in the background and there's a little flash in the sky, right at the top of the screen, right before he sees it.
1: So this is when I'm stoked because this is our first I mean, we got the silhouette outside the window, but now we get the first kind of look at like a, a link to this thing, mm-hmm. like, like an appendage to it. And I'm, that's when I'm like, oh, it is going to be aliens. It mm-hmm. is. There's not going to be some Shyamalan twist where it's just where the aliens or something. Uh, <laughs> so I was really happy about that. So he runs like hell back to the house. He sits down in the kitchen. He is stressed. The kids immediately notice. Then Merrill notices. They all surround him. He goes, Okay. Let's turn on the TV. And on in the TV, lights in the sky. Mm-hmm. Mexico and US officials confirm this is not aircraft from their Air Force unidentified craft in Mexico City airspace. And Merrill goes, The nerds were right.
0: <laughs> See, we win.
1: Ah, <laughs> you should listen to this podcast. <laughs> Morgan goes we have to tape this that's my boy get that on posterity on VHS tape so he grabs a tape and it's Bo's Ballet Recital she's like no Morgan's like history is about to change and it's on the TV we need to record it so you can show it to your children but she's not having it dad's like go find another tape Morgan grabs Uncle Merrill's swimsuit special tape (laughs) So many great moments in this movie balancing between hilarious and <laughs> psychotic and scary. And They're all sitting on the couch and the damn broadcaster says exactly what Morgan just said. Everything they wrote in the history books is about to change. And Morgan grabs his inhaler and goes, I told you. <laughs> uh, we cut to the kids asleep on the couch and dad and Meryl are sitting there talking about, could this be the end of the world? Mm. There's a pivotal point in this movie. Uh, Dad thinks it is. And Merrill is surprised. He's like, can't you pretend li- like things are how they used to be and provide a little bit of comfort? And dad's like, there's two groups of people. People who th- see things as more than luck. A sign. Evidence someone is watching out for them. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Group two sees it as just pure luck. Happy turn of chance. You need to ask yourself which group you're in. Are you the kind that sees signs, miracles, or do you believe people just get lucky? Is it possible there's no coincidences? And then again, Meryl gets hilarious. He was at this party once. He was on this couch with this babe. (laughs) He leaned in to kiss her and realized he had gum in his mouth. He goes to take it out and he leans back in to kiss her and she threw up all over herself. And he realized that that was his miracle because he could have been kissing her when she threw up and that would have scarred him for life. (laughs) He might not have recovered.
0: Where do you stand on coincidences? It's different. I
1: I feel like the world screams at me sometimes. So I, I, I think I'm a signs guy. Okay. I think I'm a science guy. But are you very
0: much in the camp of, hey, today I drove down this different road than I normally drive, and I ran into somebody I know, and because I ran into them, you know, something else good happened to me. Do you... Do you get into that kind of stuff? Anymore? Not,
1: not a chain of events thing. No, no. But sometimes I like I get that feeling in my gut when mm-hmm. they say go with your gut or whatever, and then everyone on TikTok is like, "Don't go with your gut. That's stupid." But like, I get that feeling sometimes, and I guess that's a sign thing. I don't think that's a a luck like thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm a little bit of both, maybe sometimes.
0: Do you Do you feel like you have free will? Oh. Deep. In like life?
1: artificial intelligence no
0: is it predetermined is everything predetermined or are you um, making choices
1: i'd like to think i'm making choices yeah i'd like to think so unless this is all a computer simulation
0: <laughs> i didn't say that but
1: are we in the matrix right no, now No, i
0: didn't say that but yeah i mean what I are mean, you i don't know i think everything is a coincidence right so if we want to go all the way back to Okay, I meet you because I'm at Comic Con and I have a booth with, you know, metal sucks and metal injection. And you come by and then we meet and become friends and then talk about stuff randomly and decide to do a podcast and maybe the podcast leads to something else. I think that's just life.
1: That's also true. That's also true. Uh yeah, and that's the thing. That's why I probably a little bit of both, because like there there are There are coincidences and I'm not going to say miracles, but I'll just say that like I get a feeling and I feel like that feeling tells me to react in a certain way. Maybe it's a pre-programmed way. Maybe Mm -hmm. I feel that way. So I am going to the destination that it's I don't know. I don't I don't I don't think there's any predetermined thing. uh, But weird
0: things happen and, and then we look for meaning behind it. And in this case, if we bring it back to the, to this movie, dad, father, the Reverend was probably everyone else's rock and he helped them find meaning in things or find hope in t- at times when they might not have had it. And now he's nobody's rock right now in this movie, he's decimated. We're about to get into it. Right. But, this horrific thing only happened six months ago like i think he's holding it together pretty good for six months
1: yes i'm I'm not a religious man by any means
0: uh, no, I, I certainly think faith in in what you want to have faith in with wow we're good this is this this episode we have gone off on tangents m night is the, or night as i like to call him because we're pals is but you know faith faith in something i think it's good for whatever anyone needs to do to get through their own day in life as long as it doesn't hurt anyone else is fine with
1: me which is exactly what dad says and this movie gives me faith i want to feel like like all of these things happened for a reason and it's and it's beautiful like we want
0: to always feel like we're not floating on this insignificant rock at a million miles an
1: hour yeah yeah so
0: we want to have meaning to the to the acts that we do but i think it it does teach us those lessons and brings us back around at the end.
1: Thank you. M Knight, for reaching into our souls.
0: (laughs) We're going to get you on the cry on this episode. Oh my
1: God. Yeah. For real right now. Uh, Meryl says, because she didn't puke in his mouth, he is a miracle man. And those lights in the sky are a miracle. He asks dad, which type are you? And our dad says, are you comforted? And Meryl's like, yeah. And dad's like, then what does it matter? Uh, he says, I didn't tell you what Colleen said just before she died. Whoa, now, now yeah. you know Mother's dead. She said to see, and then she said to swing away. Uh, you know, she said that because the nerve endings in her brain were firing when she died and had a random memory of when they were at Merrill's baseball game, and it just popped into her head. Yeah, There's no one watching out for us, Merrill. We are all on our own. Mm -hmm. our father has lost faith because of his dead wife then we get our flashback scene now we get a taste of what the hell he's talking about he pulls up he's got his preachers get up on the whole thing the neck thing the black thing (laughs) i don't know whatever (laughs) i'm not a religious guy i said it five minutes ago
0: i think it's just a collar
1: yeah the collar (laughs) (laughs) officer uh pasky she's there same lady from before uh, she's like, "Do you know what's up?" He knows there was an accident. Ray fell asleep at the wheel. Mm. What ambulance is Colleen in? She's not in an ambulance, Father. End cutscene. End flashback scene.
0: And and the uh, the first day of shooting on this movie was the day after 9-11 <sighs> Ugh. So they held like a candlelight vigil
1: you couldn't even give him a week i mean and uh,
0: then they filmed this scene
1: oh man
0: <laughs> that is brutal talking of, talk about playing with people night is they're filming the most awful scene in the whole movie the saddest scene in the whole movie it's you our know.
1: it's our gremlins dad in the chimney
0: yes at, at the day after 911 unbelievable
1: damn m night you cold cold i mean i guess
0: you got at work and maybe they had things scheduled out but i don't know maybe you pivot and film like something goofy
1: the 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 bow dancing scene at the end yes something to cheer people up yeah fucking guy uh dad wakes up from this horrible flashback uh, there's a long extension cord running from the living room. He follows the cord to the closet under the stairs. And there's Meryl in the closet watching TV.
2: Yeah.
1: He's in there for the kids' protection. They've been watching it since 5 a.m. They're getting obsessed. They should be outside playing Furry Furry Rabbit or Tea Party or something. <laughs> Dad's like, Furry Furry Rabbit? He's like, it's a, it's a game, isn't it? Is I, it? Don't know. I don't I know. <laughs> I don't know what the hell he's talking about. No. He's like, schools are closed. There's been there's been some interesting developments, which is great, coming from Merle, who says everyone's a nerd. Uh, they're gone, but they're not really gone. We just can't see them. A bird was flying on TV and hit something in the air like it hit a wall, like there's nothing there, and it went straight down, and they caught it on tape. They've been playing it all morning. Hmm. Uh, they think they have an invisible shield, an optical illusion, uh, but they're still there hovering. Uh It's kind of like, nope, Independence Day. They got the force field around it and all that stuff. Whatever. Uh, He goes into detail about how they found this crushed bird's head, and Dad is just over this whole thing. Mm -hmm. He just leaves. He just closes the door right as Meryl's talking. uh, And he just closes the door. He leaves him in there alone, and Meryl just keeps talking. It doesn't even matter that Dad's not there because he is so interested in this uh he thinks the crop circles are a landmark a visual mapping system so they can navigate and coordinate makes sense uh so now he's become everything he's been doubtful of this entire movie and he's 100 percent the nerd that he was talking about and everything the army recruiter said that was telling him at first he was like yeah sure skeptical and now he's like all about it (laughs) (laughs) get ready with your props Dad walks into the kids' room, and there's the kids in their tinfoil hats, looking like Hershey kisses.
0: <laughs> I don't know; mine's not as good as theirs.
1: And they're reading from Morgan's E. T. book, and they yeah. both look at Dad. And why? What do they say to Dad? Why are they wearing the the tinfoil hats?
0: What What are the exact? What's the exact wording? So
1: the aliens can't read our minds. Yes,
0: they're reading them. The book is called We Are Not Alone, Evidence of Extraterrestrial. Um, And when we get to the part in the book, it says underneath the picture, it hovers. uh, It says giant saucer hovers over Pennsylvania landscape. Is it a real book? I I couldn't find it. I don't think so. There are a million We Are Not Alone books. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone has decided that that's a really original title for alien books so i couldn't find that exact one that's we are not alone evidence of extraterrestrial or the author's name so your fucking head man
2: (laughs) i'm just staring at you
0: (laughs) we gotta do cone heads too i I think i have
1: cone heads in my list of movies we have to do
0: you're going on a comedy tangent
1: oh man it's so good it's like it's like a sci-fi kind of thing um there's outer space and whatnot aliens of a funny kind. Uh, our dad sits down with the kids, they're trying to explain to him that they're reading in the book. He's super skeptical. Morgan's angry that dad, you have a tone, he's speaking to him like an adult, and mm-hmm. Bo's like, This is serious. And dad just looks at them in their hats and he's like, This, this is serious. But it's funny, it's 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 endearing. It's a little bit of happiness after all this stress. Uh, he sits there, and listens to them, they're telling him about the book. The aliens are there for two reasons. One of two reasons uh, to make contact and further the knowledge of the universe or they're hostile. They want to harvest the planet's resources. And dad grabs the book. He's looking through it. All the pictures of aliens, all these pictures that scared me to death as a kid. Uh, And one of the pictures is a UFO flying away from the house that looks exactly like their house, Mm -hmm. which was really cool. That kind of got dad's attention there.
0: And there's three bodies on the ground. Only three. So I guess it's him and the two kids. Not
1: Merrill. Not Merrill. Um The phone rings. It scares the crap out of everybody. Dad gets up. He's like, everyone needs to put down the book and calm down and eat some fruit. <laughs> he gets a call, picks it up. Someone says, father. And then the line disconnects. Our dad grabs his stuff. He says he's going to Ray's house because he thinks he just called. Hmm. Bo asks Morgan if she thinks uh Bo asked Morgan if he thinks something bad will happen and he asked do you have one of your feelings mm. she goes i don't want you to die
0: so creepy yeah also one of her feelings like i didn't get that does she
1: have she has dreams she has yeah. a lot she has dreams and that's why in the beginning she's like are you part of my dream and then yeah, she has feelings. Signs. The signs are everywhere. Maybe she's got a, maybe there's a little bit of t- telepath. Who knows? And the water contaminated. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, he's like, who said I was going to die? She freaks me the hell out, man. <laughs> we cut to daddy's knocking on Ray's
0: door. And it's Ray ready. He's a, a veterinarian. So that explains earlier in the movie when he says he's going to call the doctor about the dog. And then the kid clarifies like that's not you know, it's like a people doctor. Mm. So that explains why he wouldn't use the you know the town veterinarian. Okay. To dogs.
1: Oh, okay. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, there's a whole line in the kitchen about the, the doctor they're going to call.
1: Wow. I didn't even think I picked up on that. Uh, there's no answer at the door. He looks in the window and the whole inside of the house is messed up. He turns around and there's Ray in his car looking scared as a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. He's got all his stuff packed in the car and he's bleeding. He said, father, I've had your number next to my phone for six months. When I caught it inside, I couldn't think of anyone else to call. Mm. What? Yeah. What? He thanks father for coming. He talks about falling asleep while driving, hitting the father's wife. Had it happened 10 to 15 seconds before or after, he'd have just ended up in a ditch. Mm -hmm. And our father is deeply troubled by sitting here, listening to him recapping the situation. Ray says it was meant to be. Mm. With the world ending, people who kill preacher's wives aren't in the front line for heaven. So now we're connecting all the dots here. Yeah. He starts his car. He says he's going to the lake. This place is marked with crops and such, none of them are near water. I don't think they like water.
0: Yet, it <laughs> came to a planet that is completely covered in water.
1: Not the smartest aliens.
0: Yeah, and and not not only that, but we talked about this with gremlins. Yeah. There's, there's, they water these crops. There's no morning dew. How much moisture is in the air? Like,
1: maybe it's direct
0: contact. I guess uh, it. It didn't rain anywhere where these these aliens were. Nobody spit at them when they were screaming. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, just, may, well, maybe they did. Maybe they did. I guess eventually okay. they
0: did. Just a bad plan. I feel like they sent the 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 ones the guys they didn't like the guys low on the totem pole onto the actual planet we'll stay in the ship like oh yeah yeah like, go oh, yeah. go check it go check it out
1: the ceo stayed on the ship definitely yeah go yeah. go check
0: it out and they're like yeah. oh crap great water and it's everywhere let's get out of here
1: yeah, yeah.
0: what a we'll, bad plan
1: we'll leave leave them here we, we go we go leave them here yeah uh ray tells father he's truly sorry for what he's done to him Father seems to begrudgingly accept Ray's apology. Don't go in my pantry, Father. I found one of them in there and locked him in. And drives off.
0: Er, Pulls away. like Just takes off. What? Can you explain
1: a little further, man? (laughs) Uh, So the clip from this next part is part of an Ill Bill song off the album What's Wrong With Bill. The song is called Alien Workshop. Hmm. Um, i'm gonna post it on our spotify playlist that i've been posting everything we talk about or any clips that appear in songs merrill's in the closet he's watching a news report filmed at a seven-year-old's birthday in brazil here we go it was sent to us just a few minutes ago what you're about to see may disturb you tell me any other line that got you linked when you were watching television than that line you are glued to the tv Meryl scoots all the way up. He is two inches away from the television. And then we get our found footage clip. It's at a birthday party. There's kids yelling, dogs barking. The camera pans over to a window. The kids are blocking the window, and Meryl is screaming (laughs) at the TV. Move, children! Vamanos!
0: (laughs) Vamanos.
1: Again, we get the tension, and then we get the laughter, and then we get the tension. It's very tense, but you're laughing. The camera zooms down the alley. Which brings us to our Milking of the Alpacas moment.
0: Oh, it's amazing. That's what I was gonna pick. That's amazing.
1: A goddamn full ass alien walks right past the alleyway looking directly at the camera, and all of the kids scream.
0: And and all of us screamed as well. That was there, there are moments in this movie that are just ingrained in people's brains. This is one of them. I mean, it's very Bigfoot footage, classic photo of Bigfoot turning towards the camera, walking. But yes, everybody with the found fa- this footage from the party, just, just perfect. And Absolutely again,
1: perfect. daytime, daytime, never safe. So scary.
0: And there's all that good cake in the other room that's getting wasted, and that's you know? the
1: thing. And then you got the kids in this situation, so it's like it's supposed to be this party and it's supposed to be fun and whatever. And it just and it's during the tea time. It's like literally the worst time and the worst place for it to happen. And then again, I'm locked in because I'm like, it's aliens. It's not. There's no twist. It's aliens. It's not going to be a, a hypers. You know, the the humans or the monsters kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it. I was so happy there was an alien. That's what I wanted. I didn't want a ship that hides in the clouds. I don't care. <laughs> Sorry.
2: <laughs>
1: Merrill screams at the TV, covers his mouth. Oh, my God. He jumps out of his chair in shock. They rewind the video and freeze it on the image. And there it is, the alien looking you right in the face. Horrifying. Our father walks into Ray's house and there's chairs stacked up like a fort, like a blockade. He walks in and he sees a shadow under the door. I'm the police. I'm a police officer. Uh, we want to talk to you. We know all about the hoax. We took he's your friend- playing an
0: act here, yeah. right? Yeah, he's, he's like, we an took
1: an your friends in a paddy wagon. And he stops and he's like,
0: paddy wagon? <laughs>
1: he knows how stupid he sounds. He goes and takes a look under the door. He doesn't see anything. He grabs a knife. He puts it under the door. He looks at the reflection. He doesn't see anything. He gets up and he walks out. He stops. He marches back, pissed off. He lays down. He looks under the door, and a hand with a claw pops out. He grabs the knife, chops off two fingers, and you hear the alien scream. Whoa. Now and we, we get direct contact.
0: And and we get a connection to one of our previous movie in Colorado space. Dinner's ready. Yeah, there's carrots chopped, and it's a very similar knife. What a move, too, using the blade to... I don't know that I saw that in another movie. It might have existed, but I remember that, thinking that was, like, really cool. Um, So we know the two ways to get aliens. You know, just trap in a room behind a wooden door or spray some water on them.
1: They seem to have trouble with pantry doors. Yeah, it took
0: them a while.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, We cut the daddy walks back into the house. There's the kids. There's Meryl. They're sitting on the couch. Get your props. They're all wearing tinfoil hats.
0: Yeah, they, um, their tinfoil hats are better than mine, but, uh, you know, I I didn't want to get in trouble from Mrs. Vertebrae thirty three and use up all the tin foil. You know, tin foil is
1: just use the, u- put the use the used tin foil that you cooked the grilled cheese on. And oh was- God,
0: yeah, there was a baked potato in here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Merrill is all in. It was nerds before, but now Merrill's sitting on the couch wearing a tin foil hat. He goes, their skin changes color. Hmm. Dad asked Morgan about his book. What happens if they're hostile? They would invade. They'd use ground tactics, hand-to-hand combat. They won't want us to use nuclear weapons or the planet would be useless to them. There are one of two outcomes. They fight and lose and have to return with full forces hundreds or thousands of years later, or they win.
0: What was the resource you think they wanted? Humans? Uh, yeah, well, ye- that's
1: alluded to right. later on yeah so i yeah yeah because what 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 would they want from us now like freaking smog and their filthy ocean like water. Yeah, i don't know i don't know um dad goes i heard they don't like places near water we should go to the lake and morgan goes sounds made up you <laughs> sit <laughs> there reading this book it's probably all horse shit but dad's idea is probably made up Uh, Dad says he saw one at Ray's house. He had a feeling it wanted to harm him. Uh, The fam can pack up and they can go or they can stay at the house and hide and wait it out. Morgan wants to stay home where they live with mom. Dad wants to board up the house because they seem to have trouble with pantry doors. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. That's what I was alluding to before. They're boarding up. The kids are watching the news. There's UFOs in Amman, Nairobi, Beijing, Jerusalem. Morgan says the lights are in over 200 cities. It'll be at 400 within the hour. Hmm. They're appearing at or around one mile from all crop circles. And Merrill goes, They were for navigation. They made a map. They're going to be within a mile of our home.
2: Hmm.
1: Morgan thinks they're going to attack. And Merrill goes, it's like
0: war of the worlds. Yeah, they just come out and say the influence. There.
2: Hell
1: yeah. Hell yeah.
0: He's giving us all of the signs.
1: The all. news says thousands have flocked to churches. And then it cuts to our dad, who that seems to hit especially hard. And then the newscaster goes, God be with us all. Dad's like, ugh, enough with this. He goes back to boarding up the windows. The kids are scared as hell. Meryl comforts them. Morgan's like, some guy said it's going to be the end of the world. And Meryl's like, don't worry. I won't let anything happen. And Morgan's like, I wish you were my dad. Meryl gets pissed. Don't ever say that again. Hmm. So now we got inner family beef. Cut to later. We got dad on the couch. He looks like he's in a trance. Like Nick Cage, Colorado Space. Everyone is saying what they want for dinner. Spaghetti, French toast with mashed potatoes, chicken teriyaki, cheeseburger with extra bacon. Now I'm getting hungry. (laughs) We cut to the kitchen. It's a mess. They made everything. They're all at the dinner table. No one is eating. Morgan wants to say a prayer. Dad refuses. Morgan goes, Bo had a feeling, a bad feeling she goes i had a dream she is creepy throughout this whole movie yeah mm-hmm. she foresees problems yeah dad says let's eat and morgan's like i hate you you let mom die Oof. oh
0: so brutal
1: talk about the best dinner ever ruined dad's like i'm not wasting one more minute of my life on prayer he screams at them to enjoy the meal bo's crying he's eating food He screams at her to stop crying he gets mad. He starts taking everyone else's food and eating it off their plate while everyone else is crying. Just the worst dinner ever. Uh, but then Morgan gets up and starts to hug dad and then Bo hugs dad. And then dad pulls in Merrill and then they're all hugging and crying and sharing this moment together. And again, like M night does so well, you're riding this emotion really deep and boom, the b- baby monitor starts going off clear as day clicking noises and everything dad goes to the tv in the closet and there is the emergency broadcast tone on every single channel scariest (laughs) situation ever he goes it's happening they're boarding up the house dad walks to a window he looks like he sees something out the window and he starts backing up like really scared looking uh he runs into the room and meryl they're boarding it up He's telling Bo about the day she was born. She looked like an angel. She smiled at dad. They say babies can't smile that young. Uh, They put up the last board. They go downstairs. (laughs) We hear the other dog outside barking. They forgot about her. She's barking her ass off. And once again, the In Madness theme his dog gets ripped sounds like it gets ripped to pieces and eaten alive.
0: Isn't that funny that you you have an exact connotation of how the dog died because it we don't see anything. It's just sound. They zoom into a wall for a second. You know, where it would be on the inside of the house and but our mind fills it in. We're we're on edge and we fill in the blanks.
1: And I'm always thinking the worst thing ever, so yeah. Uh, then they hear the aliens walking around the house. You hear the creaking of the floorboards. They didn't do a great boarding job, so there's cre- cracks in between the window. You could see, and you see these things walking past the window. Uh, they're banging all around the house. They're trying to get in. Then he tells Morgan how he was born.
0: Nobody ever boards up windows good. In no. Window. ever? No, Krampus? Krampus. Oh, <laughs> such a bad job of boarding up windows. I mean, who has enough wood to board up all the windows? They do use part of the playhouse outside or the slide on it. Um, We see a cool shot from that later on. But yeah, just a lousy job of boarding up the windows.
1: And there's all this havoc outside. uh, But now they're inside the house. And dad's still telling Morgan about how he was born and how him and mom stared at each other and her first words to him. And they share a very nice moment. So now they don't hate each other anymore. So Meryl looks upstairs and sees they did not block the attic door. Oops. Now they're in the house. So they got to rush down to the basement. And as they're rushing away, Morgan looks and you see a hand creep out from under the door with the claws. (laughs) Super creepy. (laughs) They rush downstairs, they seal the door, but the aliens begin turning the doorknob like goddamn velociraptors in Jurassic Park. Dad comes to the realization, he's like, I'm not ready. Boom, he's not ready to die. Maybe he's got a little faith now. Mm -hmm. The fight is on. He is ready for war. Meryl's dumbass grabs, finally grabs a weapon to block the door, but he busts the only light in the room. So now everyone's in the dark. Great. Morgan turns on a flashlight, and Dad and Merrill are blocking the door. Uh, once it's blocked up, they walk around the basement. There's lots of noise outside. They're wondering, what the hell is happening out there? We can't see a damn thing, and they never show us, ever. So it's like all, and again, we're hyper-focused on this family, but on the TV, they're in England, they're in India, they're all around the house, they're in Pennsylvania, like, and they, they only show very little, and it's like, you know, this is like a world domination thing. It's crazy.
0: And that's that's what gives me the pandemic vibes. Yes. You yes. know that everything's going on, but you're just dealing with it in your house and and inside your own head, and we're filling in blanks in the movie. For a movie that gives us the recipe at times, it, it also gives us a lot of open areas to think. It gives us all the signs, but it gives us also these open areas. We've already gone off in a couple tangents about them and we have to fill in a bunch of blanks but it's still amazing that's what i love about this movie and many m night
1: movies i can't wait for our next m night movie uh morgan's concerned that they don't have their tinfoil helmets on the aliens are gonna read their oh, thoughts god man. damn it so they're banging on the door and dad's like they're only making noises they're not trying to get in why to create a diversion." Morgan's like, they're great problem solvers. They will find a way in. He gives Dad his flashlight. He backs away. Dad says, there used to be a coal mine in the basement. They used to pour coal down there. So there is an opening to get in there. Uh, They're looking around for a way to get in. And they turn the friggin' flashlight to Morgan, who's standing by a vent. And they're just standing there staring at him. And he goes, what? And blending in camouflage with the vent, a friggin' hand moves and grabs Morgan.
0: Yeah, and that's really cool. If you go back and look at it, it's there the entire time. And it looks like they just painted on the hand the the metal grate. And when it moves, it's pretty amazing.
1: So awesome. I love that they can camouflage. It's sick. The scuffle ensues at custom Murrow building a huge fort in front of the vent with big ass dog food bags and storage bins. And he throws <laughs> a can of chunky soup on top just for added support. Uh, and then we see dad on the floor, holding Morgan who cannot breathe because they do not have his inhaler. Oh no. He can't breathe. Creepy ass Bo is sitting there shining a flashlight on them and goes, I dreamed this. That's her dreaming about him dying. And here he is dying. There's this really rough scene. I have been watching this movie. When did this come out? It
0: came out in 2002.
1: I've been watching this movie for two decades. And every time this goddamn scene happens, I have such trouble breathing. I feel like I haven't breathed in 10 minutes. Really? Morgan's sitting there. (gasps) And dad is sitting there holding him, trying to help him breathe and saying, don't do this to me again, God, do Mm. not take him from. me."
0: And this is more this is Graham's transformation. He's becoming the rock again for the family, and he's helping his child through this situation. They've done it before and they're going to do it again. And he's starting to regain his faith at the same exact moment.
1: I mean, regain his faith, but he's sitting there going, I hate you. I hate you. So he is pissed at whatever. He's
0: regaining his faith, but it's certainly a complicated relationship.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Morgan is sitting there struggling to breathe. And and all you see is the shot of his hand gripping, you know, dad's jeans. And every time when he finally gets his breath back, I go... (sighs) (laughs) (sighs) like every time even when every time i watched it to review for this podcast like i would lose my breath at that moment it's so harsh he tells morgan it's gonna be it's gonna pass don't be afraid the air is coming and then he begins to breathe and then dad is relieved and morgan is saved flashback to our depressing gremlins dad in the friggin chimney story our depressing 30 days a night muffin monster drunk driver accident moment. Yeah,
0: I, I actually will say there's two things in the movie that I don't think they needed. Mm. And I don't think they needed that he needed this scene. They've, they kind of gave us a snip of, of it before. We know how upset they are. We know the guy. I don't, I, I think we could have, it gets you. It certainly gets you, and everybody, remembers it but there's already so much weight in this movie that this is the only scene where i'm like and maybe i'm i'm just saying that because it's i think i, I think when i watch it for the third time for the because you know i watched this this one i think i watched three times yeah three times before in in prep for the podcast and i think the second time i started the fast forward through this and the third time i just skipped it altogether and it's not because it's not a powerful scene. It's just because it's so damn rough. It's, br- it's brutal.
1: You said this movie is heavy enough already, and now comes the heaviest part. Yeah. Like, how can we even handle all this? Our dad, Graham, pulls up to the car accident, same flashback he was having before. He's in his preacher's gear. He's told by our lady cop, Officer Paskey, the race truck swerved off the road and hit Colleen. So Shyamalan swerved off the road and hit dad's wife. Uh, she hit he hit colleen and a tree and that colleen is pinned between the car and the tree and dad goes excuse me pinned the truck has severed most of her lower half yeah awful dad's like what she won't be saved her body is pinned in such a way that it's alive when it shouldn't be the truck is holding her together She can't feel it. She can still talk. We haven't pulled the truck out yet. We wanted you to come here and be with her while she's awake, which won't be very long. Dad's like, is this the last time I'm going to talk with my wife? And she's like, yup. Absolutely dreadful. Dad walks up to his wife and while he's walking, we see Ray Shyamalan sitting on the floor with cops around him because he hit this dude's wife dad walks up to the car. We feel like we're going to get our moment and cut flashback is over. Dad wakes up. The radio is on. <clears throat> now, this is what you were talking about before. The guy on the radio is saying they didn't come here to take over the planet. They poisoned my friend's family. This is a raid. They came here for us to harvest us, to harvest us.
0: I will say, that being said, about what I said about the scene, um, how he jumps back and forth with it. Like barbarian? Is awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: For sure. Um, but then the radio guy says, we're lucky they're leaving. And Dad's like, they're leaving? And Meryl says, he heard the guy on the radio say, they secrete poison in small amounts. A lot of people died. But again, we don't see any of this. This is all, we don't see any of it. And I love how much they accomplish by just saying things or showing things on a television. Uh, Meryl's like, they left fast this morning as if something scared them off. They're leaving their wounded behind. Dad wonders why they left. Meryl says, most people, um, people must have found a way to beat them. Everyone has a weakness. Uh, He takes a look at our dad, his brother, and says, you didn't think we were going to make it through the night, did you? Dad looks at him and he's like, nope. And Meryl's straight up with him. He's like, there's things I can take and things I can't. And One of them I can't take is my older brother, who's everything I want, starts losing faith. I saw your eyes. I don't ever want to see that look in your eyes again. I'm serious. Straight up front with him. And our dad agrees. He's like, okay. Morgan's laying on the floor wheezing. They need his medicine. They want to get it, but they need to be sure the coast is clear before they open up that door. And mm-hmm. again, we got this moment. All of this is happening. They go over to Morgan. They grab the baby monitor out of his pocket. They turn it on. They don't hear anything. That's good enough for me. Me too. Boom, they're ready to go. I love it. <laughs> I love the teamwork. And this, this confused me because Merrill grabbed whatever that pickaxe was to block the door, right? Mm-hmm. But then he goes upstairs to check if the coast is clear empty friggin handed would you not go up there with that friggin axe yeah psycho yeah (laughs) heads upstairs to get the meds the house seems empty
0: but it's a cool shot coming up the steps you see the boards with the stars and the moon and the sun shining through the light shining through those are the boards they took from that like playhouse set up outside they had which is just an awesome shot alluding to space and Where our alien pals have gone. Uh, The house is a mess, but it's empty.
1: Cute little bow. People are dancing on TV. She's doing a little shimmy. Yeah. Adorable. Yeah. Dad's like, Morgan, you want to watch it? I'll go grab the TV out of the closet. He grabs the TV out of the closet. He's wheeling it out with his back turned to the living room the tv is in the living room and in the reflection of the tv boom horror a goddamn alien is right there
0: yeah and and nothing wasted with night he's my buddy so i call him night <laughs> they they watch that in the closet and then they have to wheel it out and that gives us this scene so everything for a reason a sign whatever you want to call it. But if it was just a TV in the living room, it's not as dramatic as him going to get it and having to wheel it out.
1: The reveal is epic because every time you see a clear shot of this thing, you still never really get a clear shot of this thing. Right. It's always, it always looks different. And again, the
0: only, I would say unfortunate thing of this movie is with the, with the special effects, they really, probably this is at the time where everyone was so heavy into cgi this this creature could have just been a guy in prosthetic it could have easily been a really cool makeup job there was nothing crazy about it just get a tall lanky person to act this out Um, i think they had somebody on set um, a woman come on set that was kind of acting out some of the motion stuff and i think they should have just kind of went that way it's not awful but they're, they show it so little that you could have gotten away with all of it being practical effects. And That's it's just a really cool makeup.
1: Uh, and it's all, again, your 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 favorite fear, uh, daytime horror.
0: Daytime. Here we go.
1: You get this feeling of dread. The alien is holding Morgan. We zoom in on the hand and this. Oh, we zoom in on the hand and uh, the alien's got two fingers chopped off. Right. It's. The same one from Ray's house.
0: And if you forgot, then they show it to you like five seconds later. He shows you the, the hand, the finger's actually getting chopped off.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> for, for, the, for the slow people like me. But I also <laughs> love that Morgan's plaid shirt, like the skin, alien skin is like the plaid shirt color. Right, it's
0: camouflaging.
1: So sick. Um, It's the same alien. It's got beef with the preacher man.
0: Took him a while to get out of that pantry.
1: Uh Uh-huh. But he did it. A spike comes out of his wrist and it points at Morgan.
0: That's really cool.
1: Fucking awesome. Flashback time. Dad approaches his wife. She's smashed betwixt the car and the tree. Ugh. Their final moments together. So depressing. She was just taking a walk before dinner. She says it was meant to be. Hmm exactly what ray said she doesn't feel much she grabs her hand super emotional tell morgan to play games now everyone's crying tell bo to listen to her brother tell graham see and tell merrill to swing away Hmm. cut to the couch scene with him and merrill talking before the pivotal point in this scene asking him what kind of person he is the type who sees signs miracles or do you believe people just get lucky? Is it possible there are no coincidences? Flashback to the alien holding Morgan. Dad looks around the room. And there's Merrill. Standing next to his home run bat. And Dad gives him the go-ahead. Swing away, Merle. How Swing many times away. have you said that? Swing in- away, Merle. Yeah. Swing away. I, I've, it's definitely... The rare times a bat needs to be swung or an axe or any type of hammer. Yeah.
0: Everybody. Yes. Everybody has probably said every, every party where there's a pinata, somebody has probably said swing away, Meryl,"
1: And Merrill's confused. He's like, what are you talking about? And then he gets the point. He looks to his right. There's the bat hanging up on the wall. He grabs that bitch. and the alien gases Morgan. Right. Bo screams. Merrill gives it a whack. Phwah! He knocks it into one of Bo's million half full glasses of water all around the house and the water lands on the alien's shoulder and burns the shit out of him
0: instantaneously.
1: That's why they're not near water.
0: Right. So there there have been no scattered showers in any <laughs> of
2: these <towns laughs> after the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean, maybe they knew. Maybe they were hid hiding from the rain. I don't know. Maybe the spaceship was like hovering over them and blocking the rain. Uh, Meryl starts swinging. The whole family notices. Oh, the water! So Meryl's just pop pop hitting every glass of water all over the alien, burning the hell out of him. Dad takes Morgan outside, gives him the asthma shot. We see Meryl take a final swing. With the bat at the alien, falls on the floor. And then we see from the alien's POV, a glass of water, come sprinkling all over his face. We see the reflection of the TV. The alien's breathing. The bat's broken. And then the alien stops breathing. It's dead. Meryl runs outside. Dad's holding Morgan. That's why he had asthma. It can't be luck. His lungs were closed. No poison got in. His lungs were closed. And right as dad begging God not to take his child, Morgan wakes up and goes, Dad, what happened? Did someone save me? (laughs) Dad goes, someone did. Not a dry eye in the house. No. What an emotional frigging moment and movie. We cut to later on in the year. It's snowing outside. Here comes dad, Graham, out the bathroom. And he's got his preacher's get-up on. with, And his that
0: co- wall is painted now, and there's pictures of the family on it. It was empty with a cross that used to be there, and he's, he's starting over.
1: He's got his preacher's outfit on. He believes again. He has faith. A beautiful story. We fade to black. An M. Night Shyamalan film. I fucking love this dude. I fucking love this movie. <laughs> That's signs from M. Night Shyamalan.
0: That's signs and our 65 other tangents that we went on in the middle of of signs
1: one of our very most interesting episodes of in madness pod
0: but yeah. that's
1: what this is for like that's what i want it to be like i love that we just go through the movies but like we, our thing is to like throw in extra bits but then when we go off on tangents yeah that makes it even a wilder ride and that's that's what it's that's what it's definitely all about
0: and, and another theme i really I'm glad there wasn't a sequel to this movie. There didn't need to be a sequel to this movie, but I am super curious about the aftermath of this. It, uh, is Earth littered with aliens? Did they just take off? Did they ever come back? Did they just buy rain boots? <laughs> they're just gonna and leave have, them out in the rain, hazmat suits, and show back up again like, ah, ah. <laughs> like we got like, you, yeah. You little yeah what next? You know.
1: Uh, I'm glad there wasn't a a Shyamalan twist. Uh, I'm glad it was aliens. I needed an alien movie to be an alien movie.
0: And I think that water is a weakness. You see that in Unbreakable, right? Water is a weakness in Unbreakable Mm. as well.
1: Yeah, I I don't remember. Yeah, so you'll have to see Unbreakable. I have to see it again. I've seen it once, I think, only or twice, maybe.
0: And and we'll have to watch Sixth Sense. And Split, man, Split's awesome. Anya
1: Taylor Joy. Well, I have
0: never seen Split. I'll admit that. I want to. It's on my list of movies to see. Friggin'
1: Professor X does a stellar job. <laughs> and Anya Taylor Joy, brunette, you can't can't go wrong.
0: I'm I'm assuming Professor X is Patrick Stewart. Is that here? Yeah, where? You, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, yeah, whoever. Yeah. Oh, the, the young Professor X. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah, uh, the young guy, yeah, yeah Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. no, not Patrick Stewart. <laughs> not the, the younger Professor X. Got it. And uh, and yeah, I just love, I love that, again, like the pandemic thing, like you're hyper-focused on this one family, but there's lights in Mexico, there's lights in England, and like we don't need the fight scene in the sky of the UFO and the army or like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the zoom in on the president. Like, we got to take these aliens down. Like, it's none of that. It's just like you're assuming what's happening all over the world and you're just with this family on this farm in the middle of frigging nowhere going through it all and that i love that i love Mm -hmm. that aspect of it
0: absolutely amazing thank i you know did you get all your gnarly bits in i got them in through throughout and you had a few which is awesome
1: michael show walter watch the state watch signs the tv show if you watch the state if you watch signs if you have a favorite moment from signs at in madness pod on the socials. yes we want to nerd out with you about this shit it's great that i get to talk to my man vertebrae but like hit us on the socials let's let's nerd out and be be dorks on the socials because let's face it the world's a miserable place and it's best to bring the Littlest bit of joy you can into it, any way, shape, form, or fashion. And if you oh, can nerd out, Sean, yeah, that you, was,
0: yeah, your you, signs moment. Where, yeah, where if
1: really? can if you can nerd out and just have, have love it. it because you're working all day, you're stressing with family all day, like you need a release, you know, there's concerts, some people have concerts or, or, or art, or, 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 you know, listening to two idiots talk about <laughs> aliens and water and. <laughs> yeah uh get your plugs in get all your plugs in but
0: awesome i i'm vertebrae 33 you can just just uh, i don't even want to plug anymore just google it i make art and t-shirts you can pick up my shirts at hot topic and buy them from my website check it out uh vertebrae 33 on everything i appreciate everybody listening even if you only listen to ten minutes of the episode, we appreciate it and we hope you enjoy it. We hope you listen to all of them. Give us feedback. We'd love to hear it. We'd love to hear any movies that you guys want us to watch. Love to do it. Maybe we have to try Sean's comedy idea down the line. It's good to laugh too sometimes <laughs> <laughs> but uh, do you want to tease do you want to tease the next episode 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 10?
1: ten. Episode 10 Annoying Religious Lady.
0: Oh, that's what else? The what else? I was gonna say I was gonna get myself a Sierra Mist.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, um, what, uh, what wasn't it like a book? Was it a yes, book? It was Ooh. a book. Who, who wrote the book
0: uh some some little horror writer wrote that book you know some guy that nobody knows named stephen king
1: yeah uh, that's what we'll give you. i think that's a good enough <laughs> that's a good enough
0: teaser. awesome thank you this was fantastic
1: yes make sure you follow us all on the socials at vertebrae 33 actual on the butcher at in madness pod and we will see you at episode 10
2: thank you for joining us